What is going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we were joined by Grant and Britt of the band Us in Motion. So Us In Motion is a post-hardcore band that was formed and currently resides in Nashville, Tennessee. It, uh, it came from Grant as well as Britt, who ended up being roommates. You'll kind of hear more about the story as they went to college together in Nashville. And they had similar musical interests and had a lot of desire to, to create some awesome music. And uh, there's a lot to it. There's obviously more to the story that you guys will be able to hear. But uh, these guys are super talented. They wrote a re- they've written a lot of really cool music. And uh, they last week, a week ago, today, dropped their debut EP. And it is fantastic. It's really, really, really well done. It's five songs and it's totally worth every second. I would definitely recommend going and, and giving it a good listen because I I absolutely love it. And uh, it was really awesome having these guys on the podcast because they're super awesome guys. They're also just really humble and uh, and really excited about just creating and being musicians and the process of what making music is and, and just everything about it. So like I said, go check out their new EP, which is called Nothing Above. And uh, before we jump in, like always, I want you guys to really quickly swing on over to their Instagram, to their Facebook, give them a like, a follow, send them some love, listen to the new EP, let them know what you think. And while you're at it, just say hi over here, over at the podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Thank you. uh, Thanks for joining me on the podcast, bro. Yeah, no, thank you for having us. Heck yeah. So who do we have? Do I have more than just you today? Yeah, there's uh, two of us here. Awesome. And our drummer, Britt. Sick. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Awesome. So uh, I always kind of like to start things out just by, you know, introduction of of you guys, you know, a little bit about yourselves and uh, and obviously what you do in the band. And let's kind of let's start with that. Awesome. Well, uh, my name is Grant. I sing and play guitar in the band. Uh, I'm Britt and I play drums in the band. Nice. So, uh, so let's, let's just start with the groundwork. Let's talk about the band. Cause, uh, you've got, you guys have three singles out right now, right? Yes. And, uh, all of them are fantastic. Just FYI. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I've been, I've been listening to them a bunch and throws me way back to like, to like the self-titled Seosin album. That was like yeah. game changing for me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so, so uh, you guys have have brought like this cool vibe of like almost like a relaxing melodic sound to a with like hard guitars and drum. It's kind of a weird combination, but it's super cool. <laughs> awesome. No, thank you for that. Yeah, it's definitely pretty accurate when it comes to influences and what we've been looking to make with the bands. That's awesome. So so tell me a little bit about the band, just kind of like, you know, little like a brief history of of us in motion. Gotcha. So um, we were playing around different bands back when we were in high school in our hometowns. And 
when we all met here in Nashville, when we went to school together, we went to uh, Belmont University. Nice. And when I arrived, the two of us, we actually got randomly selected roommates freshman year and we ended up living together all four years. Nice. Uh, Won the lottery, man. For real. <laughs> I've heard some, I've heard some nightmare stories. So. <laughs> yeah. So um, we started living with each other um, around like August when we first moved together and I had been writing some stuff independently and since we're allowed to have our instruments in our dorm room, thankfully enough, they let us. Um, we just started working on songs in our dorm room freshman year and with the same kind of vision for sound wise and what we ended up wanting to do. Yeah. So it, it just it worked really organically. And after a couple of years, we found some other people to join with us and it basically snowballed from there. That's super cool. So so uh, hometowns, where are you guys from? I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. And I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. So it's it was like it was definitely fate, man. That's like those aren't <laughs> even close. So <laughs> I'd have never known Grant without uh, the Belmont connections. So. That's super cool. So uh, kind of a- along with that, um, you know, you said it kind of just fell into place. What uh, what was it that that kind of got things rolling? Was it that like you were sitting there playing music, Grant, and you're like, "Hey," and he, and Britt, you hear it, and you're like, hey, "Dude, that's sick." How did it, how did it kind of come together? Um, in the beginning, um, I was just kind of I hadn't been writing songs for too long to that point, so I would I had some pretty um, bad and good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Britt would definitely uh, tell me what was good and bad, but we would, we would kind of come with an idea and just jam it for a bit in the room and just kind of see what felt. He would come up with a drum part and I would try and complement that with something I was writing. And, um, that's kind of how that process went. Yeah. There's trial and error, I think, but yeah. So. So how long were you guys like making music together before it became like a, a thing, like a real like project? Ooh, probably a good while, like the first couple of years. Yeah. All of freshman year, um, we were struggling just to find another member. Or two. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it seems like forever. And <laughs> I think we finally made the Facebook page and all of that, like halfway through sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And we spent the rest of that year recording. So we finally put our first demo out um, right before junior year that summer. Yep. So and most did, of that was recorded in our dorm room as well. It's kind of funny, but yeah. That's so awesome. a, couple of years, <laughs> a couple of years to get something out in the world, but we don't even like to acknowledge that record anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's, there's that learning curve, right? You gotta, <laughs> especially yeah. if, if you said like you, you, you just barely kind of started writing music that I've, I've heard from a lot of people, you know, you just kind of forget about the first stuff you wrote and take it as a learning example. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was our first project. So yeah, we recorded and mixed and mastered all of it on our own. So it was uh, definitely a learning experience for us. So you guys are still in Nashville then? Right. Awesome. So yeah, that, I mean, you're in a great place to take from that learning experience and build upon it. So um, tell me a little bit about that. Like being, I feel like there's kind of like this almost a teeter totter effect of, of a place like, like Nashville where there's so much music that it's easy to get drowned out, but there's also so much music that there's a lot of opportunity, right? 
Yeah, that's 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 pretty much sums it up. Um, on the outside, Nashville is very obviously like country esque when you look at the touristy side of it. Yeah. And if you're trying, they say like if you're trying to be a country artist, don't move to Nashville anymore. <laughs> yeah. Saturated. Yeah. But um, the cool thing about the city, though, is there's a there's pretty much any kind of subculture of music that you want to find here. Yeah. So bands like us, I mean, we have we have a shot and we are able to play around, but it's it's at a good sweet spot actually, where it's not too overpopulated, but it's not non-existent. Yeah, and it's a good central ground, right? It's a good middle ground between. A lot mm-hmm. of different cities, right? Yeah, you have you have East Coast, Midwest, South. Everything's pretty much within like a five, six hour drive. Can get a little longer, but yeah, good center point. That's cool. So, uh, so what motivated you guys to stay in Nashville after school? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's just kind of where we all were. Okay. And, uh, our bass player is actually still in school. Okay. And then our guitarist just graduated, what, like a week or so ago? Yeah. Oh, nice. Congratulations. <laughs> so, like we needed, yeah. <laughs> so we just felt like we needed to stay here for at least another year. That had been a lot of money to have to, you know, move somewhere else as well. And we know yeah. we wanted to stay together. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, so you said that it was a little while before you, you found, obviously, the bassist and the other guitarist. So, um what was that process like? Cause this is something that always intrigues me is like, there's so many different facets to take into account, talent level, music style, personality, everything. So how did, I, I know you guys said you spent all freshman year kind of trying to search it out, but how did you guys like, um, do that, go through that process to, to complete the band and make what you have now? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think our the first the first edition, um, our bass player Tate, he he is a grade below us. He's the one still in school. But our sophomore year, when we finally started to get things picked up, um, he was just new to the school and was friends with my girlfriend at the time. So she was able to introduce him to us, and he was into similar music. And since we didn't really have anything out, he kind of took a blind leap of faith and joined <laughs> our band. Yeah. So, yeah, we found him uh, sophomore year, and he's he's been playing all the shows and with us ever since. And then all of junior year, that extra year in between, we'd been having to have fill in guitar players. We could never yeah, find, yeah, we could never find a lead player. Yeah, um, I had a friend from back home fill in many times, and we had some friends from here, but nothing really clicked too much. But just, I think in like January of this year, um, a friend of ours and Tate's as well, who we'd actually known around that same time we met Tate. Mm-hmm. And we always tossed around him being like in the band. He always would approach us about it. And we were just, for some reason, we're always too lazy to call him up. And then finally, <laughs> um, in January, we decided to. And it just, things clicked off really well. And we've just been practicing and as a full four piece. Finally. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Like seven, eight months now. Yeah. That's super cool. So, so while you guys like were in school where you, it sounds like you're playing quite a few shows. Was, was there a lot of opportunity there at Belmont to like play a lot of shows and stuff? Um, we did have some opportunities at Belmont. Uh, they had like showcases and stuff. Sadly, we never made any of those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> after that. But we did have uh, a few shows we played throughout college. Uh, not a crazy amount just because school was very busy for us. 
Yeah. So uh, we've just really started taking things seriously uh, this summer, like super seriously. Awesome. Um, but we did have some shows uh, throughout the few years that we were in college. So. Cool. So, uh, so what made it, I guess, uh, was it just kind of like timing in terms of what made it like, uh, start to be like, Hey, we're taking this super seriously now, or was it kind of, a um, a, like a light switch? What, what made it change to from like, Hey, let's play for fun to, to let's take this seriously. There was definitely a, uh, a large amount of fear when it came to, Hey, we're graduating in a year or so. Um, yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that, at that point we had the, uh, our, like our demos, the, the demos we shall not name and stuff like that. <laughs> that we really weren't too proud of, but it was, it was, a, it was May last year, pretty much a year ago. Um, Britt and I were talking about what we wanted to do with the bands since the two of us had been working on it literally since day one. Of yeah. College. It had been such like a baby to us. Yeah. And we really talked it out. Um, we were like, should we go do this, do this, do this? Um, we ended up choosing to what, what we're about to release this Friday. Um, that's EP. We decided to just kind of drop everything, what we'd been doing, try and start over with the rebrands, um, pick out the best songs we have and just try and find a producer to record them for us and make them sound as best as we possibly could. Yeah. It was almost just, we should really clean up our image and make ourselves look really professional and just try and make the songs the best they can be and just sound the best they can be. Yeah. So that's, that was about a year ago and that's kind of what kicked off, um, taking this, as serious as we can and as full time as we're able to. So, uh, kind of a, a follow up to that one. It, was it like when you guys finally put it all out there? Um, cause I think this is something that's really cool for a lot of people is, is that leap of faith, that fear is like, it can be really stifling and, uh, and it can kind of put blinders on almost like, you know, the horses uh, with their blinders on, you literally can only see one direction. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so for you guys, did it just take like putting in that energy and realizing what was coming out for you guys to take that leap of faith or was it, you had to put, take the leap of faith before even putting all your energy into it? I don't know. I feel like we just kind of knew what we wanted to do. And so it's kind of an easy decision for me and Grant. We just kind of knew this is what we wanted to pursue. Yeah. And we knew this would be obviously the best time to try it. So, yeah, sure. that's awesome. And so, uh, so how did you guys, um, you know, go about through the process of, of finding, you know, the producer and stuff. How did you guys make those decisions? Uh, um, we, we finally had sat down together near the end of our junior year, <clears throat> right before we had this discussion and, we just we were thinking to ourselves the best way to go about it, all of this. But we decided to um, record two or three, I think it was three um, demos, yeah. um, try and make the demos sound as best we can and just send them to whoever we thought would would be best recording our record. And yeah. that, that being Josh Schroeder, who we worked with, he'd done stuff with The Plot and You, um, King 810, just countless, yeah. countless artists. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we sat down and just tried to demo everything out and just pitch that to him and hope, hope that he took it on. Yeah. That's, that's what we felt was best. Yeah. That's, that's also, I mean, was, was, I mean, I feel like that would be pretty scary too, working with someone who, 
who has done so much. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really intimidating at first. <laughs> I remember like the month or so leading up to it. It was it was really nerve wracking. We'd never done any sort of official like studio work for pretty much anything. We obviously had we we know the process, but being in it yourself and being with such like a high caliber producer, it was it was really intimidating. <laughs> That's he awesome. So he was really great. That's yeah, cool. Really stress free once we were there. That's super but, awesome. Is is he based in Nashville or did you guys have to travel for it? We traveled. Um, he's up in Michigan. Oh, okay. So how that worked was we uh, we started recording in the summer, so I was already up in Fort Wayne and Britt. Um, he met me up there, and then we drove together. Okay. So it wasn't too bad of a trip. That was another factor. Into it. <laughs> yeah, that's LA or anything. <laughs> There's just so much, there's so much coordinating that has to go on. <laughs> yeah. A lot more than we ever thought. The, the further we go along and the more things we end up um, doing, just all the behind the scenes work. They teach you it in school or try to, but you just still never expect like half of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what did you guys go to school for? We were there for uh, music business and then we had emphasis in audio production. Awesome. So this was, was that kind of a decision that you had made prior to, to heading to Belmont or was that kind of like a, as you guys played more music and, and grew in that, that it kind of solidified that. So at least on my, on my side of it, uh, Rick can speak for himself. I was really wanting to look at the business side of it just because I'd, I'd always want to do the artist's work just like Brit as well. But yeah. for me, I wanted to know a lot of like the back end stuff of it. Just because yeah. I know that's the kind of stuff that screws you over down the road. <laughs> Big time. Just having understanding of it um, is a good idea. So that's why I had the audio as an emphasis. But Brit's more of the audio guy. Oh, okay. So. Pretty much the same on my end. I just really wanted to go into music, but I also wanted to have... Um, a degree that I could use down the road for stuff. So yeah. I said that's where the business degree comes in. That's awesome. That's pretty much the same thing as Grant there. Yeah. So Britt, did you do a lot of the production then for those demos that you initially started, like that you yeah, guys initially so, worked on? All right. The first record we did, uh, I mixed and I mastered that whole thing. And then I also did the same thing with those demos that we sent to uh, Josh. Um, so yeah, I was the one that helped uh, record and mix it all. That's so. awesome. So uh, this is this is something that I, I kind of feel like would be interesting is, um, you know, obviously where you did that initially with the band um, and you always you guys both went to school for it. What was the difference between being in school for the, the music production and then working in a studio with like a, a premier producer? Was was there a lot of learning that happened in the studio that you just didn't expect? Oh, yeah. A lot of learning in the studio. I feel like you learn more doing that kind of stuff hands on than you actually do, you know, in school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I love most about it is even though with what we did for our degrees, we were in studios hands on and stuff. But there's just a lot of it's it's very it's like songwriting degrees that were at that school, too. It's like it's all very abstract and up for interpretation. Like, yeah, how good is this mix sound? Obviously, it's like there's a line, but it's very, very hard. <laughs> So going to Josh and recording with him, it's just like, oh, this is stuff we're familiar with, but all the rules are out the window. And yeah. it's just when we're watching him do stuff, it's just 
he's just so confident in what he does and he just he does things that like oh yeah like this is what i think he talked about how he had learned some like production in school like a while back or something but he's just he's like yeah they kind of teach you this but i mean if you do this it's a million times better yeah which is a funny thing yeah Yeah. self-taught it's you you learn a lot more because there's not you're kind of you're doing a lot more trial and error i think than just reciting some um rules and textbook stuff yeah I, that's, I'm I'm always curious about that because so, I got a degree in business and uh, like my first job out of college, I was like, OK, this is about what I expected. It's just literally just a regular job, nothing big. But the next job after that, I got thrust in and my, my boss was like, oh, here's a box of receipts. We're behind on taxes for the past two years. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> this is this is interesting. And so that was when I actually learned what accounting and finance and all of that stuff. And so so that's why I was curious about the music side, because I feel like it'd be pretty similar. It's like, here's this project. Now make it sound pristine. Right. And uh, yeah. that's so cool. I, I just love that type of stuff. So um so when you guys, how, how long did it take you? Like, um, how, how many songs are on the EP first, I guess? There are five. Okay. So, so how long did it take you to, to record all five songs? We, we went to Josh's twice. I think each session was like six days. Yeah. Maybe a okay. week. Yeah. Not more than two weeks in all. Okay. Yeah. Short. We were surprised we were able to get it done in that time, but yeah, mm-hmm. we had plenty of time to do it. So with within that that time, what was like the coolest? I obviously I think both of these answers are going to be unique to you, like to each of you. But uh, what was the coolest part about going into a professional studio setting with your own songs to produce them? Oh man, um, for me, um, writing writing music, it is it's incredible having something stuck in your head or you're creating something in your head for years and then you kind of put it on a demo and you're like okay this is this is kind of how it sounds but then when yeah. you go to the professional studio and you record it down finally and get the masters back it's just it it just sounds leagues better than anything you could have imagined and it sounds different than what you imagined and that's the weird thing about it it's just you you have in your head this idea of what it's going to sound like but the end product's completely different but mm-hmm. you end up liking that a lot better but that's just, cool having having the intellectual property part of it all just becoming like the final tangible master is my favorite part of it i'll bet that's awesome what about you Britt? yeah just not being as hands-on for me like usually we're you know mixing and doing all our stuff on our own so it's a lot of work and very stressful so just being able to go in there and have him just take care of all that side of stuff and me just be able to focus on drums and the music and uh that stuff was very nice and so that's probably the part i enjoy the most that's awesome so um with the with the drums when you're in the studio did you do drum sampling or did you actually record like the the uh full songs and stuff on drums so uh we recorded natural drums and then we also had a little bit of sample uh reinforcement and stuff added that's on awesome the songs but yeah, it was definitely uh, natural drums. I love that. There, there's some magic to that because there's there's a lot of bands that are, are kind of just going with samples for most of the, the drum stuff. And then live, they have an actual drummer. And I'm like, man, there's just something cool about like miking up a drum, a drums kit and and just picking up all those those natural sounds. I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah, I agree. So uh, for you guys, um, obviously, the EP 
is is dropping and uh you know you've released three singles thus far what kind of reception have you had um it's it's been what we expect but also not so much what we expect um the first one we put out was the witch and that was our idea like this is the song to represent everything it is a very good picture perfect it's like everyone's gonna love it it's gonna be it's gonna do the best yeah and we put it out and we we definitely have fans that remind us it's their favorite and all but when we put out the second single in the morning which is it's a bit groovier it's lighter but that one just like blew the witch out of the water so yeah. that was something we just didn't even predict happening and then their, the third single romantics that one is doing just as good but yeah we we had and that's the, that's the thing there's two different sounds kind of going on on the ep and yeah a bit heavier and a bit more ambient and a lot more clean stuff like that so we were trying to decide the best route to go first single wise and all yeah but thankfully um all three of them have been people have been showing good love for them all but yeah we totally thought the witch was gonna do like the best by far yeah See, I, 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 like I said, I think all the songs are fantastic. So, so props to you guys. I, I really enjoy them all. But the one that like, that really just like caught my attention and the, the one that made me instantly like follow everything else was Romantics, which was kind of, um, it was kind of because it, it felt very, it felt very almost like this amazing battle of contrasts between the, the melodic relaxing kind of like lull you to sleep and this hard like i don't know it's 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 kind of hard for me to explain but you guys did a really good yeah. job and that one caught my attention and then like i listened to the rest and the witch is like it's a little darker a little bit more gritty and it, i i don't know it's just really cool what you guys have created so so once again props <laughs> thank you no thank you so much yeah that song um romantics it, it's it was probably the first one out of all those we wrote i started it about two years ago so a crazy long time ago and we were having we were having a lot of back and forth too if we should even release it as the third single yeah so i'm glad we did because a lot <laughs> of people that's been like the final ties everything together as far as sound wise goes yeah, but, the, yeah i think the coolest weird. i think the coolest thing about the singles that you guys chose was it shows it shows a lot of uh versatility within your sound yeah and so it kind of it like you were talking about, right. It, it kind of allows for, for you to show the full spectrum of who you are as a band. And, uh, and so that's, I think that's really cool. Like the choice that you made and like the order of them and stuff. Cause, uh, I, I think that like, that's actually, you know, obviously where you guys have a degree in, in music portion of business. I think there's, there's some picking of your brain that can be done. How did, was there a lot of like, um, kind of non-emotional decisions that were going into choosing the songs or was it all like emotionally based? Hey, I think this one should be first. How, how did you guys make that decision on, on which songs were released? Yeah, there were definitely, there were definitely a hint of both. Um, we always joked about in like I had artist management and stuff like that. And we always joked about how like the business people make good decisions and the artists make whiny emotional decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so on my end, um, writing, songs i i was very conflicted on overanalyzing like just how i felt about the songs yeah um but overall especially brit and the other guys um we're looking at it like um like duration of song wise how's that gonna do um 
another thing we we're thinking of is like how soon vocals come in just a lot of the standard what makes a single a single yeah and that's why i think we had such a conflict for this third single compared to the others because romantics it has it has very catchy vocal melodies um the chorus specifically yeah but at the same time the intro is crazy long lyrics don't come into like a minute and a half and it's like an over five minute long song so yeah. it's very very good uh single quality but also very bad <laughs> so we kind of had to look at it both ways um from an emotional and kind of business standpoint but i'm i'm glad we chose the song though it's been doing well yeah and i mean nice thing about it too is obviously because the chorus is so catchy that that's how I ended up hearing it. Right. It was, it was a little ad on my Facebook timeline or whatever. And I was like, I'm every time I see a, a band pop up in there, whether it's just suggested to me or advertised to me, I'm like, let me hear it. Right. And, uh, and the cool thing about having such a, a catchy chorus was it hooked me. And then I, and then I was willing to listen to the longer intro because I knew what I was getting into. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, that was I'm the hope. So that, yeah, that was the hope. Well, I'm glad you're one of the people that listened to the ad and checked the song out. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I obviously did more. I even reached out to you about being on the podcast. So <laughs> no, I've I've been sharing it because, like I said, the the big thing was for me. I was like, it's been a long time since I've I've found uh, like something to me was that that self titled Seosin album was something mm-hmm. that. I haven't has seen another band touch in a long, long time being able to, to do what they did on that album. And so what you guys have done, I was like, finally, someone is doing this again and doing it well. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's, it's really funny because so many people have said that self-titled sales in comparison, but I had never listened to sales until last year. And I I strictly listened to Anthony Green sales and like, newest album and stuff like that maybe i can go back and listen to self-titled yeah like i mean for me that was like a defining album because like for the longest time i was pop punk and pop punk alone like that was all i would listen to and then and then i have a co-worker at zoomies when i'm like in high school he's like check out seosin and i was like nah i'm good man and he turned it on the loudspeaker like in the store and i was like who is this he's like this is seosin i told you to check him out and uh i it was just like, holy crap. And Cove Reber was, I mean, he's in a band dead American and they're fantastic. And like his voice is just so awesome. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was like, it changed my mind about a lot of the possibilities of music. And so, so like Mm -hmm. I said, I was really excited to hear what you guys created because I was like, finally, now this modern generation gets to hear that kind of have that same experience I did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Really. But that's that's one of my favorite things too. Just I feel like everyone kind of has that that record or two that completely changed like their view on music or just how they feel about it in general. Yeah. So to to be compared to an album that was that important to you. That's <laughs> thank you. Well, like I said, that's why it stood out. So so actually, I'm I'm curious where where you said you you uh, you know only listen to the Anthony Green Seosin. What were your thoughts when you went and listened to the Cove Reber Seosin? I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, she was, she was one of the first people that was bugging me about like, man, you guys are doing this. It's like, you should listen to them and take inspiration and stuff and listen. But she was showing me some of the, some of the sales and songs with him. And, um, yeah, I, I like it. 
like, they're, they're two different they're two different singing styles too which is a really cool yeah cool and like, i mean you can kind of pick which records if you want a certain feel yeah for sure and i mean even the band like the band such a talented band they adapt to the vocalist really well yeah and so like when you listen to the anthony green Seosin, it's a little darker a little bit more you know circus survive-esque but mm-hmm. then the Cove Reber is able to do kind of what you guys do, which is be a little bit more melodic and a little bit, um, it can kind of slow things down a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. And to all that, I would say Bo Birchall's a brilliant songwriter. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I follow him on Instagram and I'm like, dude, this guy would be the coolest. Cause he obviously has his own massive studio. And I was like, man, how cool would that be to go and like, just be a fly on the wall while he's producing music. That'd be so cool. For real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. So uh, I guess with, with the EP dropping, what is, uh, what's kind of the plans going on with, uh, with the band? Obviously there's probably a ton, but uh, tell me a little bit what you guys are, are planning on. So right away, uh, shameless plug, we have our EP coming out this Friday again, <laughs> but we, um, Right away, we're going to be doing some release show stuff here locally. We're trying to get that booked. And after that, since the majority of us are kind of from the Midwest, we have a lot of support and numbers there. Like Chicago is Chicago beats Nashville like every week on our analytics, which yeah. we don't know anyone in Chicago. So that's, that's weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> So, I mean, we're, we're thinking of going up and doing some shows around the Midwest through like Ohio, Indiana, uh, Illinois. All that nice. kind of stuff. That's as far as show wise, that's the immediate plan there. Awesome. But we have we have some some B side kind of songs that we n- didn't really use that we started re recording. Nothing crazy, like yeah. nothing driving us to seriously finish them, but we may put some unreleased stuff out eventually just for fun. And yeah. Maybe put some do some live video stuff. But the main thing is gonna be trying to play um as many shows as we can just get our name out there to as many people that's cool yeah i um speaking of that i i'll have to uh to get you guys hooked up with uh with another band that i i'm a big fan of a marionette they're they kind of would would jive with you style wise and uh, i know they're coming up into that area this fall so maybe you guys can play some shows with them and that'd be pretty dope. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be awesome. Let us know. Yeah, dude. So, uh, so I guess like, um, where, where you guys are at kind of headspace wise, what kind of feelings do you have with the anticipation of the EP? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I have positive feelings. We've gotten a lot of good reactions from the first few singles. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling good about it, but we'll just have to see, you know, it's kind of hard to, I put your feelings into words, especially with an EP like this. But. Oh yeah. Where it's like, um, it's so much the, leading up to it. Yeah. There's so, there's so much that you've already done, but it's like, this is, this is the culmination of it all at, right. you know, for this, for this initial release. So it's weird to think that it's coming to like, not an end, but all this work, we've always been like, Oh, we have this EP that we're going to be releasing. We're going to be in all this stuff. Yeah. And in a couple of days it'll be out. And it's like, all right, now what? <laughs> yeah it's like we'll be doing shows and stuff but it's just like there's there's not like an obtainable like short-term goal right in front of our face now like where everything we've been doing the last three or four months has been we're doing this 
for the EP release on this date. Kind yeah, of thing. it's all yeah. It's kind of nerve wracking and kind of nice at the same time, you know. Yeah, it, it was kind of for the longest time. Like it can in my mind, it kind of seems like it was like the carrot, you know, in front of the in front of the horse, uh-huh. just like all right, I'm chasing it, I'm chasing it until you actually get it, and then it's like now you got to set a new a new way like landmark right or new way marker to 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 reach for so yeah that's awesome and uh i guess for uh i, I want to like i i got a lot of obviously information about like the the ep and and what you guys are doing and stuff but i want to i want to take it way back because this is something that that i think is really cool is like the origin of of what made you guys want to pursue music in general because i think the the desire to pursue like management of music is very different than someone who wants to pursue music. And so obviously there's kind of multiple multi levels there for you, both of you guys. But, uh, um, when was it that you guys were like, I want to be a musician. Hmm. I just kind of got addicted to playing drums. So I, I first started playing when I was like in sixth grade. Awesome. And, um, I think the moment I finally figured out, I wanted to be, musician was probably sometime in high school later high school when i was trying to like figure out what college i was going to and stuff but um yeah i would say around that time is when i like really started focusing in on you know learning drums uh rudiments stuff like that you know yeah. go more to depth with that kind of stuff that's and, awesome uh, on it you know more seriously but so did you play like jazz band and stuff um i did i was actually in the middle school jazz band i didn't play band in high school like for the high school or anything but um i definitely did that in middle school yeah and did you play like in local bands and stuff while in high school or were you just kind of jamming um, on your actually, own i did not play in any local bands i just played along with uh, some of my friends that you know also played instruments around there, oh that's cool no like official band see that's that's so cool to me because typically someone is is playing in a lot of bands and that's what makes them want to be a musician but i love that it was like the technical side of things that made you want to be a musician i right. think that's that's a really cool perspective. I like that. Yeah, for me, um, how long ago? I I started playing guitar around like sixth grade or so. Um, I took more to that than drums. I guess I started both at the same time, but I just never got good at drums. <laughs> <laughs> That's so challenging. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can do some beats, but nothing like Brit can do. Nothing close. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was playing guitar, and I I had just been playing for so many years. I think it was around like midway through high school. I had wanted to be an architect. I don't know why I picked that, but for some reason, that was what I wanted to be so badly. <laughs> and then finally, my friend, who he, he's filled in for our band a bunch, his name's Jake. He we'd been best friends since like sixth grade, and the two of us started a, a local cover band with the help of some other friends and that's awesome we'd, we'd played we played around good old fort wayne indiana for a short amount of time <laughs> and, um that lasted for like a year or so but it was around that time doing that it made me realize like wait people can actually like become musicians it's like they're everyday people just like us so it was around that time i started to look into the smartest way of doing it yeah because no matter how much my parents love me they would probably like tell me no if i decided i'm moving to la to be a rock star <laughs> so, yeah so it was it was around like later high school i was looking at how to do it and i knew that 
having the degree with the music industry would be a good fallback, but also everything that we were going to be learning at that school was, was just a lot of useful information for wanting to be in the music industry as an artist. Yeah. So we found, we found the school and applied and thankfully we all got in and met each other. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's so funny that you say that, you know, as much as your parents love you. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so true. You know, it's like, it's like, always shoot for your goals but make sure that that you're not screwing the 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 pooch to do so right it's like you you may you may be really talented and have a lot of potential but it's a tough world and uh and i i that's kind of the uh the other question that i kind of have for you guys is is you know what keeps you super pumped um when it comes to to the process of writing music and continuing to make music. What makes you guys super excited? I just really enjoy it. So yeah, that aspect of it, I always look forward to getting to, you know, start writing new music and record it. And, you know, that aspect of things I really enjoy. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one because I often find myself becoming like uninspired way too often and thankfully for the rest of the guys they're a very big help with getting me <laughs> yeah. with but um for me i think seeing the reception of when we put out music because you spend so much time and pour so much heart in like writing a song whenever i hear or see a kid's message or someone telling me how much they love it or like how much it means to them like that's that's probably my favorite thing that keeps me wanting to you know do it full time. Yeah. And, uh, and with that, like, how do you guys go about like the, the writing process? Is it, uh, is it pretty in depth or is it usually just kind of like coming together with, with different ideas? How do you guys go about that? Um, it's very boring and uninteresting of an answer, (laughs) (laughs) especially this EP. Um, I just, I wrote everything on, literally just in logic on demos and stuff. And then um, I would send them to Brit and be like, here's kind of like what I'm feeling for a drum groove, kind of make your own part to that and then learn it. And then we come together and practice it. But that's, that's how this record works. As far as, as far as future stuff, I'm always demoing and writing stuff, at least like a couple albums in advance, just because I like planning. Yeah. But with it now we will, I'll bring an idea to Brit and the two of us will kind of work on it or he'll bring me a drum part, kind of like how we'd done back freshman year, but yeah. definitely trying to make it a bit more collaborative now that we actually have a full group of people and we can, we have, we have that opportunity. Yeah. So now it's a team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good because obviously more minds are better than one. I can only write so much before I get frustrated with it and then end up you know, writing parts that make the song not as good as it could be, you know, any Tate and Brit, they, they're able to offer some really good advice and parts of the song that would make it far better than what I could do. Yeah. Plus I have a space now where we can practice. Yes. In college, that was very difficult just to find a common (laughs) place we could come together and, you know, actually practice and play stuff. Yeah. Everything had to be independent and emailed and texted voice memos over just so now <laughs> so now we can actually be in the same room when we do this so yeah that's part thank goodness for technology though right i mean <laughs> oh, for real yeah man in spite of it being a pain that's at least you're able to to still do that that's awesome <laughs> yeah 
and the technology um, lets us actually have good listenable demos too. I yeah. can imagine just having to stick like some recorder in the middle of the room and all of us just play at the same time. Yeah. Have it sound That'd like explosions. <laughs> oh man. I remember back in the day when that was like, you know, like when iPod finally got a microphone that you could yeah. attach to it, you know, and <laughs> so bad, dude, so bad. Or taking like the original iPhone to a concert and realizing that it just had no quality to it at all. <laughs> yeah. In middle school, I tried, I tried to film one of my friends, like play drum or something, or he was like, yo guys, check out this cool drum part i learned then the video starts and just sounds like muffled explosions yep that's <laughs> oh, so cool because you never know it yeah yeah that. rock band mics to record that's a, I used oh to yeah that microphone yeah oh my goodness yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah, those so were the funny. days <laughs> and you didn't know any better because you're so young and you didn't know what like good quality was so you hear that and you're like oh dude that's sick yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah dude be using the built-in mic that was uh that was always interesting <laughs> we've all struggled there <laughs> i know and now and now you like you literally put in your headphones and use a microphone from your headphones and it sounds better than any of the stuff you used to record when you were younger <laughs> yeah crazy. oh my gosh that's that's very true um I actually, I just had a, a question pop in my mind about when you were talking about kind of the balance of, you know, the, the, the management for artists are very, you know, very structured and organized and, and think through things in a, in a very analytical way. Whereas the, the musicians are kind of whiny. How, how do you guys balance that knowing being a part of both sides so heavily and so in depth? I think we both kind of take different roles. Uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I would say I, I'm more the business person. Obviously, he's more the person that writes the music. So it's just kind of a nice balance. Um, That's awesome. You know, when it comes to roles and stuff. Uh, but it is kind of hard, you know, to take both perspectives on things. Yeah, for sure. It's just there's always something that something, whether it's the emotional aspect to it or business aspect, there's always something kind of like ringing in the back of your mind. If, you, if I'm thinking of it from like the emotional side, then there's always just the business part of it that comes to me. It's just a lot of knowing both sides kind of makes you overthink and freak yourself out way too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is a good thing at the end of the day because it gets you to think. Yeah, that's true. It, it, at least at least you guys didn't let thinking stop you from creating because that happens a lot with people, right? As you think yeah. something through so much that you just don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Um, real quick, I uh, I want to always end my podcast with fun. I obviously we've had fun the whole time, but I always like to just be a goofy with the end of the podcast. So um, yes. I I want to just leave it. Obviously, first off, I want to let you guys. If there's anything else you want to say. Um, to say it, but I'll, we'll do that after the fun. But, uh, first part of the, of the fun part here is, uh, what would you say is your favorite candy? Favorite candy. Huh? Probably Reese's for me. Ooh, nice. Frozen Reese's. They have frozen. To frozen. You have to freeze the Reese's. Me and Grandpa <laughs> to those in uh, college. Oh my God. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but frozen Reese's. Yeah. I, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go. Okay. Or honestly, I feel horrible saying it, but 
recently, I've gotten into Yorks peppermint patties. Oh man, those are the ones that ruin the the jar of candy. I know, and I hated them my whole life. Funny like story, them. I hated them forever. Then a group of friends that I hang out with back in Fort Wayne. We kept joking how like they taste like toothpaste and stuff. And we were up to like 4 a.m. one night and none of us brought like toothbrushes or anything. We didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> so, we were, so we were joking. We're like, oh, we're going to eat York's as toothpaste and all this crap. So we bought a pack and then we ended up liking them and we're kind of disappointed with that. That's, so, that's actually that's fantastic. You know, so my answer is York's. That's York's karma to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And uh Kind of uh, along the same lines, what would you say your favorite food is? Favorite food? Um, any type of chicken for me. I'm just, I'm known to always get like some type of chicken wherever I go. Dude, I'm, I'm a chicken sandwich guy. I go to a burger joint and I get a chicken sandwich. So I understand. My most recent addiction is probably dumplings, like Chinese, Japanese dumplings. I, I cook a lot of food, but that's like my favorite thing to make and then eat way too much of. So when you say make, do you mean like from scratch or like the frozen ones that you just pour out? Oh, no. From, from, from scratch. scratch. Wow. That's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. No, if, if I wasn't doing music, it'd probably be I'd probably be in culinary or something like that. That's awesome. Like It's kind of like my my uh, before I die, which is like open a restaurant or something. But. Dude, yeah, just it's, make it's it a labor of love. Yeah, just make it a, a music venue slash restaurant and it'll be perfect. There you go. <laughs> so isn't that what the, the new Pixar, isn't that what she, the, it was, those were dumplings, right? Did you see For that one? that little Pixar short that they did where like the, the little Chinese lady was making food? I thought those were dumplings. I think those are dumplings, but <laughs> I honestly. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, you'll you'll have to check it out. I don't I don't know. It's like Pixar did a little short. Yes, before our dumplings. Okay, <laughs> our sources tell us that those are dumplings. Nice. So those. So do you steam them and stuff, or do you like grill it? How do you make a dumpling? Um, I steam them, but you basically yeah, you make the little wrappers, which is probably the worst part of the whole process because you have to turn a massive ball of dough into like. 50 little tiny discs oh man <laughs> yeah you, you fill them and then you gotta you gotta they call it pleating you have to pleat the tops of them <laughs> then you put them in the steamer and they freeze well too which is great but wow you make like 50 of them then you have like you can have them for like up to a month that's awesome so do you do like do you like switch it up and do like pork dumplings or like chicken or do you just do the same ones every time I got crazy and made pork and shrimp once, but usually I stick with with pork. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I, I don't know much about food. I literally like the food things I know about food are from like YouTube because I love watching food shows on YouTube for some reason. Dude, That's, that's where I got it. That's where I started it all. Oh really? Oh my God. Cooking YouTube is my obsession. Which, which channels do you watch? Okay, so <laughs> um, one that I've been into a long time. I've really been into bin- uh, binging Babish. Dude, he's the best. Freaking Andrew, man! What a I love watching his stuff. <laughs> it's so addictive. Yeah, like, that was one thing that got me started. I've always wanted to get into it, and I've always liked it. But like watching videos from him, um, Bon Appetit makes a lot of good ones. Um, there's you- a great. Claire and Brad that Dude, are on it. They do a lot of cool stuff. We're on the same wavelength, bro. Those are my it's, favorites. It's the same, 
it's the same it's like a marvel universe all of them are in that same yeah youtube world freaking claire dude she's like a she's like a cooking angel she can make all of these wonderful things and i'm like man i feel so bad for her because she just gets to she has to remake all of these like super processed dishes yeah (laughs) yeah no she's the one who got me into baking because i was doing a lot of cooking but like this year i started doing um baking from scratch and stuff but she shout out to claire if you hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so funny because my wife she would make fun of me she's like what are you watching and i was like oh it's bon appetit and it was like it was uh one of brad's episodes where he's doing uh it's alive yeah. right and he's like he's like fermenting something and she's like what is that i was like i mean i would never eat it but it's cool to watch <laughs> it's like kimchi or something <laughs> Oh man, that's, that's hilarious. That actually kind of ties into the next question, which I, I think you may have already answered, but potentially not. What is your favorite non-musical hobby? Well, there you go. I'll pass that to Brit. <laughs> I would say climbing. I haven't oh, nice. a lot recently, but, uh, in high school I love to climb. And so, uh, yeah, I would say that's my favorite, like outside of music. So do you do like bouldering or do you do like harness rock climbing? What do you do? I did it all. Like I did the rock uh, like the, uh, I guess you call it sport climbing. Yeah. Uh, me and my friend back in high school took a trip to Colorado and uh, we pretty much did it all. I even learned how to crack climb. And Dude, everything. that's a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely a workout. You get in shape doing it. Yeah. You should, I mean, you just got to come to the other side of the Rockies, man. That's where I'm at. There's a lot of great yeah. rock climbing out here in Utah. I've heard there's a ton, yeah. Yeah, there's, it's, and, I mean, it's, it's not something I'm terrified of heights. And so like, it's not something I'm in Utah. Okay. Yeah. We went to Moab on that trip actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Moab. Yeah. There's a lot of cool, like a lot of cool climbing down there and a lot of cool bike paths and stuff. Moab is awesome. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It was really, it was burning hot when we were there. Oh yeah. Hot it was, but it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, like, like even just a little bit further south, um, you know, to the arches and stuff like the, the arches national park. There's oh, yeah. a lot of really cool spots down there too. Yeah. We saw people like jumping off the mountains. Um, I guess they're doing like kind of paragliding or something like that. It was pretty oh, insane. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm terrified of heights, so I, I would not be able to do most of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, that's super cool though. What did you think of, uh, did you see free solo? Yes, with uh, Alex Arnold. Yeah, yeah, that dude's insane. Yeah, bro. I uh, I saw a picture of his hands. His fingers are like so thick, because yeah. obviously, I mean, that's where his his strength is is in his fingers. But man, that was that was terrible. I mean, like I said, I scared of heights. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, just just watching and like I can't imagine being his friends manning the cameras oh yeah i'm sure that was rough because like anything could have happened yeah (laughs) yeah and they're just watching right there's nothing they can do like oh my gosh crazy (laughs) all right so this one this one ties back into music here what would uh what is like your favorite concert you went to oh that's a good one um i would say my oh that's hard i'm trying to think if i i would say my favorite is that wonder years let live show yeah yeah oh dude wonder years is so dope is insane uh the let live singer yeah wonder years was amazing too and they also did stained glass ceiling together which is like oh that's cool uh tour together with crossover yeah oh man 
I'm trying to think. Um, pretty recently, it was a couple years ago. I saw Muse, Thirty Seconds to Mars, and Paris together. That's cool. It, it was before Thirty Seconds released their train wreck of a last album. So like, <laughs> still like playing the good stuff from back in the day. Yeah, but that was a really great concert. Just the Muse's stage setup and everything was crazy. But um, probably my favorite. And it was because it was the last concert I went to um, in May. We saw the 1975 on their Brief Inquiry tour for their last album. Yeah. And that was a crazy show. Yeah. Just the, the visual aspect, being that close to it. And just like, it was an outdoor amphitheater. So the stage in the oh, back. Oh, that's cool. Like four stories tall. And like their light boards and effects all filled that space. Oh my he's gosh. A, he's such a good entertainer too, but I think that show is probably my favorite. That's awesome. I've heard amazing things about their, their live performances. Oh yeah. It's if you have the chance ever to see them, it is, it's incredible. Yeah. That that's definitely, that sounds like it, dude. That would be, that'd be freaking epic. Um, mm-hmm. All right. And uh, this one's once again, music related. What is, what is like your, your current heavy rotation of music you're listening to? Ooh, um check your spot exactly (laughs) i'm gonna give the stupid answer first and say us in motion (laughs) (laughs) nice but um damn we i definitely been listening to that new north lane album i don't know if you listen to north lane but they just came out with a new uh album um, I even like artists like Nothing Nowhere. He's been releasing a lot of Dude, stuff recently. He's freaking, he's real, man. Yeah, so he really good. Is. He has some sick music. Um, I don't know. Let's see. For me, what I can think of now, um, I played the crap out of that Bring Me the Horizon Amo album. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I changed my mind. That was the best show I saw. I saw him on that Amo tour. <laughs> And oh my god, their live sound is incredible. That's awesome. I've never heard drop A sharp guitars sound so clean. <laughs> oh so yeah, that's it. But that's awesome. That album, um, what do I? Li- I I'm, I'm boring. I listen to a lot of like the same stuff I've been listening Dang, to forever. Spotify, like like oh, I still listen. <laughs> yeah, it's like I still listen to like early used in my cam because that's like what I. Well, that's because those are those never get old. That's why. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. um, A lot of what I mentioned, um, Tyler, the creator, had a new album that's really great. I'm into him a lot. Um, Yeah, a lot of a lot. of It kind of jumps around everywhere, but I just heard about Bad Flower. I don't know if you've heard about that. Uh -uh. I've been listening to their uh, album as well. Nice. Yeah, I don't know Bad Flower. I just... uh, I, uh, I heard, I've heard a lot of, I mean, there's so much music out there. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but, uh, yeah. I, my, the one I can't get enough of right now is the new EP by the gospel youth. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but they're, uh, listen to it yet. yeah, they're a band out of the UK and they're, they're freaking sick. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, uh, I've also been listening the, the heck out of, uh, um, the two new songs from the early November off their new album that hasn't released yet. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I, uh, I'm obsessed with the early November as well, but, uh, <laughs> oh man. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. It was absolutely awesome getting to know you. And uh, I'm pumped. I'm super stoked for the new EP as well as just what's to come. Because um, first off, this is this is considered, in my mind, your debut music because uh, we don't talk about the other music, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is our debut EP. <laughs> so with this being the debut, there's a large, wonderful future ahead, and I'm super excited for it because, uh, like I said, it's it's been really cool listening to it, and it's been um, slightly nostalgic because of, of the sound, but also it's, I, I want you to know that it's not a ripoff at all. I'm not saying that it, in any way. I think that it is very, very much so like extremely well-crafted. And I think it's very unique to you guys. And I'm super stoked for what, what more is to come. And obviously the EP is part of that. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us on here again as well. Heck yeah, man. Well, uh, we're definitely going to have to touch base again after, you know, some some months down the road and see how things are rolling <laughs> yeah for sure we'd love to